Aftershark MMA Show. This is Jim the Podcast Sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA Show. Let's get ready to podcast! Hi everyone, this is Mark the Shark. Retorto, just want to make sure that everyone's following me, not only here on this podcast, but on my new live show that's hosted on Twitch. You can watch it at twitch.tv slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And it's Mark with a C and not a K. And I air a new episode every Saturday. So check it out. Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. Today we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the click the support button found at anchor.fm slash mark the shark MMA show. And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA show Facebook page. Page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com. and paperback version only on BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorta. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. Hi everyone out there, I just want to make an announcement that both me and my daughter have new books out there on the market, available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, as well as our website, RetortoFamilyBooks.com. My book is called Mark is the Vampire, it's a brand new fantasy vampire novel, and my daughter's book is called A Little Bit Louder, it's the second book in her Invisible Girl series. Check it out, again, it's either it's available at RetortoFamilyBooks.com, Amazon.com, or barnesandnoble.com. Hey everyone, it's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything With Me podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. Everybody, we're back on the show. 
And today we're going to do a recap of UFC 249. I got MLA, MMA analyst Zane on the phone. How you doing today? I'm good, Mark. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> so, with regards to UFC 249, who do you think was the best fight? Who would you give the fight of the night to? Oh, I, I tell you, there were a lot. There were a lot of good fights, but I guess we have to start with Ferguson and Gaethje. Um, right. Yeah, I, I just assume that that's where you're going to start. Maybe top down, or if you want to work up, but whatever way, whatever way, whatever whatever way works for you. Well, I guess we could start there. You know, I, I don't want to take up too much time talking about uh, all the great fights. One thing I do want to compliment the UFC for is that they're one of the companies that chose to move forward without an audience. And I thought that I was like, well, first of all, they got plenty of money and they want to show, they want to try and give the fans what they, I guess, you know, want. And just the fact that they can show everybody, Hey, this is how we can do it. We don't need yeah. to, to pack everybody in. So I was really appreciative as a fan. Yeah. To see that the fighters were comfortable and they spread everybody out. Everybody had masks on, everyone got tested. So oh. I like I like the way that they treated the fighters. I like the way that they gave the fans a show, and I just want to show my appreciation to all the fighters out there that chose to move forward. And you know, I just thought of something, uh, Zane. It was probably the only sporting event on. It's been on right since the coronavirus outbreak. So this might be an opportunity to a person who probably would normally not watch it to watch it. So they probably may they may have gained like a, a new fan base because of that. I just thought of that now, actually. It's it's absolutely possible. Um, I I think that you know I don't I don't know st the statistics or whatever. I just was appreciative as a fan. Yeah, same here. It was a longing for UFC. You know. All right. So as far as um, as far as uh, the fight goes. I mean, I I just thought that uh, Ferguson gave uh, Ferguson and Gaethje both gave an an amazing show. It was just so surprising that neither one of them chose to at any point go for a real significant uh, takedown. Uh, I don't remember there even being a takedown. Maybe a couple of times that you know they might have tied up and you know maybe got got the back a little bit, but it was mostly just a stand-up war. And I was just incredibly impressed by Gaethje. I always felt like, wow, if this guy could actually learn to, to play distance, not get hit enough, and just be more accurate, he's got incredible strength and stamina and wrestling ability. And I just always liked Gaethje. He was just a really, really nice guy. Now, he didn't talk crap. He didn't have to talk crap. And he win or lose, he was always respectful. And I'm just really glad that he won. Ferguson, for some reason, always rubbed me the wrong way. Um, he yeah. just, and I know you, you always would say that. Me, I just like to watch the fight. I never really, I'm not really one to watch all the press stuff. I, I like, I've been slacking on watching all that. I usually just watch the last year, so just the main event. You know, I, I don't watch the I'm not taking anything away from Ferguson. I mean, he's an amazing fighter, very, very, and just number one, I knew he was so tough, and now it's even a higher 
uh, amount of respect that I have for him because he took a beating. There was at least four or five times he should have been knocked out. And the amazing chin that he had uh, to take all that. I mean, how many, you, first of all, I I feel that, uh, Mark, you have a great chin, but how many times would you have gotten knocked out that night? A lot. And and forget about Gainsey's leg kicks, man. I, I I just remember seeing him in a World Series and fighting like before he got to the UFC. I'm like, this guy is gonna be someone to reckon with. So when I first found out that he was going to the UFC, I knew right away he was gonna be in the top three. So it's good to see. I mean, I think this was for the interim title, so it'd be interesting to see him it, it's, it's gonna be very interesting. Um, yeah, to it, it's first of all, I, I just I keep wanting to talk about the fight. Number one, yes, I might not like Tony Ferguson too much. I don't like his antics a little bit too much, like Conor McGregor, you know, show off, talking crap. Mm-hmm. But incredible fighter, like many other fighters in the UFC, incredible chin, uh, the type of stamina, the type of cardio, the type of just toughness. I mean, you got to give it up to him. Gaethje, yep. he took a really bad uppercut, which was beautifully placed, perfect timing from Tony, and that rocked him. I, I mean, I've seen Gaethje rocked plenty of times, and then he comes oh, yeah. back. But, but the thing is, that was one where it was just so perfectly put. Like it could have been where if Tony maybe followed up correctly, it could have been a very different night. But he, you know, he was able to move, shake it off, come back. And, uh, you know, after, you know, 10 seconds of taking that shot, he was back in the game. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I just think it was – and so many other times, you could never count Tony out. He was – even in the, in the very last round, a minute and a half before the end of round five, even then you couldn't count him out. I mean, if yeah. he just came across with a, you know, with a hook or a, or a left, he's got a lot of power when, when he wants to. And he just – he knows how to throw. So he was always dangerous. And I give uh, both fighters just incredible uh, props, that, you know, props for just everything, just as far as fighting ability, uh, toughness, uh, and, and just what an, uh, an, a, uh, a show that they put on, especially with all this going on. It seemed yeah, like both fighters just put – their work in in the gym i mean that's a another thing that people don't see they don't see all of the hard work and beatings that they take in the gym you've seen it i've seen it and we and and i just you know if you're not if you don't train and you know you're not around it you don't realize what goes into becoming that level of a champion yeah i agree now what did you think of uh Henry Cejudo and a Dominic Cruz fight. That was a good one, too. Another one. I just like – it just – it was a really, a really, really great matchup with uh, a bunch of fights that were on the card. And I have to say, anybody who missed these fights, go back and watch them. Just the uh, – <laughs> the, I mean, it was the type of, type of power that was shown that night with how people threw their punches and how it landed. And what was kind of crazy is that I felt as a fan watching uh, this UFC, you heard a lot more. It wasn't drowned out by all of the 
audience in the background. That's true. That's so true. You, it was like you were in the gym watching a spot, like, you know, uh, you know, whether you, it's like, all right, let's spar, but uh, let's go, let's go a hundred percent. You know, you ever, you know, you remember so many times you're in the gym, let's say, all right, we don't care about the body, but go, you know, 25% or 50% to the head. Yeah. This was yeah like watching this. Yeah, you remember <laughs> those times. And then it turns into 50%, 75%. Yeah. yeah. But this was, it was crazy. It was, you heard every grunt. You heard, even if it was a rib shot, you heard, oh, you know, and how yeah. the back of the, the glove hitting the body, you just, you heard it. And it just made it seem like they were throwing it harder. But it was, you know, probably just like a normal UFC fight, but it was, it was just more intense. You didn't have everyone going, oh, whoa. It was pretty quiet when these punches yeah. were thrown. You actually back, back to, to to Dominic Cruz's fight. Do you, do you think that was? Oh yeah, yeah. It was I, a I, legit I, stoppage, or because you know what, I I can understand the stoppage. I feel it was a legit stoppage. However, I would have uh, let it go just a little bit further because I do feel that he was trying to get up. He he was he did get incredibly rocked, and he yeah. he's getting beat on, and I feel he would have lost and taken maybe another couple of knees or punches and, and yeah, yeah. Out. but I do feel like, yeah, he was trying to get up. Like he was stepping up and then they came in. So yeah. I, I, I mean, he wasn't good. knocked out. Like, you know, like the way Robbie Lawler knocks people out, you know, he was yeah. just, he didn't go he was out for that couple of seconds. You know, he was, yeah. I think he was working his way up. I think especially since it was for uh, the belt and he's, he's, not only was it for a belt, he held it. He was like the man to beat in that division for so long. Like I, I think they should have let it go. You know, at least another minute just to see what would happen. Well, I, I can. You know, it wasn't like he had a big contusion on his head or his head was split open. It you know? looked bad. It, it like I mean the bombs that so first of all Cejudo, you got to give it up to him. He when he first came in, he was pretty much just a wrestler. And he really, uh, first of all, he has great coaches because anybody who uh, put the game plan together to say chop at the legs, great idea. And whoever and he taught did it him, a unique way too. He he, hit, he was kicking like like if it went, hit, didn't miss one, it would go to the other. It was like unique. Right, right. It was very much a let's not waste one swing. It was every single leg kick, every single punch had a lot of power, accuracy, and just bad intent. There was no, like, feeling out, kind of pawing out there. It was, like, move and swing, move and chop, move and throw. It was – it was, and he was not – there was no, like, I'm going to circle, I'm going to do – it was, like, cut him off, slow him down, and get right into it. And everything that he threw was devastating. And he just, Man. just the, just the, from coming from not being a fighter, a full, um, uh, which one call it? Um, mixed martial not arts. Being, uh, not being a mixed martial arts. Coming in as like a tough guy, you know, someone who obviously knows the ground. He learned, I think, kind of quickly on how, and, and just he came up in stages. It was like, okay, Henry Cejudo wrestler. And he won a couple of fights. Then Henry Cejudo, now he's learning how to throw and kick. 
And then Henry Suda now is really putting his game plan to it. And then it was this level. I, I kind of saw like four different levels of Henry Cejudo. And Here's this is a good one. Do you think he's yeah. going to stay retired? You know what? You got Uriah Faber coming back, but Uriah Faber was never a champion. He was never a champ champ. So maybe I mean, he was a champ in a WEC, but I, I know what you mean. He was a. Uh... Right, right. Since the UFC came about, um, yeah. I kind of look at that as like a true champion. It seems to be the elite of the elite are in yeah. UFC. Uh, all the other organizations, as much as I respect them and I like having them around, you, you kind of come into the UFC and you, and you really call yourself a champion when you're the champion of the UFC, um, in my opinion, anyway. But uh, I think that Henry Suhudo, uh, you know what? If he stays retired for more than five years, he ain't coming back. And it wouldn't be smart for him to come back. Yeah, I predict he comes back in two years. If he comes, if he comes back within five years, uh, I agree with you. He's still got a shot, but any more than five years, you know. Yeah, some of them I don't. Some of them I I know it's probably money. I don't know if they because they don't make unless you're a champ for a long time, and it seems like unless you're heavyweight, you don't get paid the big bucks, or you're like McGregor. I, I think that they're. I think that they're. It used. all depends on how he has himself set up financially, but I think a lot of them they just got that itch. They, well, I, I think they, it's they a, a lot of what you scratch. said. I think it's a lot of what you said. Number one, they got the itch for it. It's uh, yeah, it's um, there's a lot. There's the itch for it just because this is what you know and you want to get back into the game. Number yeah. two. No one, you know, they kind of forget about you. You know, you don't have the type of respect that you used to have when you were in the game. So people don't want to train with you or people don't think that you're as great anymore. They don't laugh at your jokes as much, you know, and, and also it's, uh, <laughs> I never thought about that, but I guess that's, well, kind of well, think about it. It's like saying, uh, you know, if you're in your gym and you're the top guy in your gym and you beat yeah. everybody and then all of a sudden, you know, you're getting a little bit older, someone else comes in new. Oh, they challenge you, and then someone else. Oh, someone beat him today, and then all of a sudden now you're getting beat regularly, and then it's like, well, you know, you're not the exciting guy. You're not the guy that everyone listens to when, when you're uh, getting together or you're, you know, doing something on the ground or that you're talking. It just seems to be people listen to the people that tend to win more often. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, that's the way it goes. Um, that's why karate instructors open up their their school and they say i'm the guy that you want to listen to because i win all the time uh you know or i'm great at this watch me you know so but you know if you get beat up all the time you know tend to be like well i don't want to learn from a guy that gets beat up all the time or that loses i want to i want to learn from a winner you know now yeah, some yeah. guys that I, I can't wait to talk about uh ninganu yeah that's I what i was going to get into the next one i don't <laughs> think that he's I don't think he's not got up the night. He was twenty seconds. And and the thing is, you you add up a couple of his last fights. I think it took him, you know, the last four or five fights. It took him two minutes to knock out like everybody in his last four or five fights. <laughs> but this is a guy who I do not feel as much as I respect him. I think he's a nice guy and the power that he has. I would never want to fight him. He would be the last one out of everybody on the roster that I would want to fight. I mean, he could kill you with one shot, and, it's, and he could kill a heavyweight with one yeah. shot. And you know and what's amazing? I mean, you know, I would, I, I, it's amazing 
is how him and his opponent, right, they were huge. What were they, like 250? They're 250 pounds, and they're somewhat, you know, they got like a six-pack. Then you get like these 155-pounders. They got like little, like love handles. Like, I'm going to get, when we get to it, Anthony Pettis, and he had like love handles that night. I can't figure that out. Well, I, I have my opinions about that too, but uh, <laughs> as, as to how I feel about it in general, and number two, why I feel it, it's there. But uh, getting to to finish up with like two or three fights ahead, to finish up with Husahudo, uh, I I feel that yes, it was early, but I honestly feel that they probably, if they let it go, it would have been stopped within the next ten seconds. I think that there would have been another knee, an uppercut, a swing. I don't think that he, that he would have swiveled his way out. And I, I just think that, you know, I think he was done. But I, I, I do – and I don't like the way um, – I don't like the way Dominic Cruz kind of reacted. He made it seem like I was fine. No, you weren't fine. You were getting your ass kicked. And you could have at least admitted, like, I don't know. I probably would have lost the fight, but I would have appreciated that little bit extra, uh, you know, time. I've been around in the game for a long time. I'm a cerebral fighter. At least give me a chance. Uh, you know, like, don't, like, react like a baby and, you know, then say, oh, the guy was drunk who, who was, you know, refereeing the fight. I mean, there was a lot there. I felt that, you know, he could have reacted differently. Um, but uh, do you want to talk about the heavyweight fight? Yeah, yeah, Zabudo, yeah. Uh, that uh, Nagaru and Rosenstruck. Yeah. 10, 20 seconds. There's not much to talk about now. Well, actually, it's kind of funny. Sometimes the shortest fights, you could, you could have a lot to talk about. You could talk about, you know, anything controversial. But I, number one, feel it was not an early stoppage on this one. He <laughs> crushed him with, I think, the, the crushing blow was the left kind of uh, – I think it was the, mostly a left hook. He just basically threw a couple of punches and then maybe backed them up a little bit. And then he's one of those guys kind of like Tyson, like do not back up straight because what's going to come later is devastation. And that's what happened. He came in, uh-oh, you're backing up. And then he just started swinging, caught him with an amazing left hook. And I think that just dropped him and then, it was very, very soon after that that they stopped it. But it was nothing uh, – the fight uh, – the, the punches that he was throwing that uh, what was – they're not so technical. He's just so incredibly naturally blessed with the ability to generate such power yeah. with, his, with his hands. And I think he can take a pretty good shot. But there was a couple of times I remember that he got a little bit rocked when he fought Stipe. I was even going to talk about that a little bit because I think that he wants to fight Stipe again. Um, but I think that it's going to be Stipe and uh, – whatchamacallit? Oh, Stipe, uh, Stipe and oh, – who am I uh, talking about? The commentary, the heavyweight commentary. Who am I talking about, Mark? Where are we? Uh, Cormier, Cormier and Steep A3. That's what it was. So they yeah, have to fight. I thought Cormier was done for some reason. I don't know. I think that they're going to do a Cormier Steep A3 and get. I don't think he wants to end on a loss to, uh, to Steep A. Uh, 
but I think if he, I, I think if they fought, I honestly think that Stipe would win. I think that Stipe has more confidence now. And if Stipe would just learn how to throw better, like he threw better when he was fighting, um, uh, when he was fighting, uh, not Tickstar, when he was fighting, uh, not Tickstar, not Nagara. Who am I thinking of? The guy who we just talked about, the devastating. Uh, Francis? Well, yeah, Francis Ngannou. So Francis Ngannou, when he fought Stipe, he was, uh, Stipe was throwing, I feel, a lot better. He seemed, I think that Stipe seemed tentative when, um, when he was fighting Cormier. But anyway, getting back to um, um, Ningano, yeah. he, I, I, they even showed clips on, on YouTube how he was getting trained by Tyson and how Tyson's trying to make, I guess, some old boxers are trying to, you know. Oh, yeah, Tyson's back. coming back, dude. Well, I, think know, I, don't know. I forget who he's fighting, but he's fighting in a bare knuckle match. I don't know if that's going to be true. I mean, is this no. is this true? Where and at with uh, who? It's, uh, you probably haven't. There's a bear. I forget what it's called. There's a. You haven't seen him on YouTube. I've I think seen you him. also stream him. It's like a bare knuckle fighting championships. But I don't know who runs it. Well, what we got to get back to that. But but anyway. Ngano, uh he was getting trained by Tyson, and and, and I've been watching a lot of Tyson. Um, videos lately and he's basically showing everyone this is what i've been doing these are the the secret moves or the signature moves that i've been doing and how and you just think it's tyson moving forward swinging but the way he moves in on a guy and steps out of the way and throws these hooks that he's just naturally generates his power from mm. it's just you learn a lot about the footwork that he has and the speed yeah. and how he how he generated all that power. And just imagine if Ningano was able to take half of that type of movement and like the head movement and the footwork, imagine if he had half of that mm. and then learned how to stop a takedown. Yeah. The guy would, I mean, just no one would want to fight him. Now, what did you think about, this is tied for uh, second fastest knockout of the night, the, uh, Calvin Catter versus Jeremy Stevens fight. That guy that was pretty good too. It, it was. I remember watching that guy fight, uh, Calvin. Like Calvin. Yeah, I, I I had a very strong feeling that he was going to win. There's like one or two other guys that I'm thinking of that'll like him, but he was one of the guys that uh, because the, both these guys I'm thinking of I forget the names, but the Calvin and somebody else they fight very similar, and they're extremely accurate. And for some reason, uh, Calvin, I guess he. It was more of like a feeling out process. Plus, Anthony Stevens is, you know, no one to um, to take lightly. And he was, and Anthony Stevens, he was coming out with some some good moves. But I knew this guy; he, he was going to unleash the type of uh, footwork and accuracy, um, and I would say uh, not awkward, but uh, more unorthodox, you know, type of movement that you know, some fighters are not used to. So I knew that that was coming. And then when uh -huh. it started, when he started to I lay on. I if I ever seen him fight. So I was actually shocked that, because I mean, I remember when we were watching it, you said that you kind of remember Stevens getting knocked out before. I couldn't recall it, but I'm sure it's true. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I mean. We, he got knocked out. He got knocked out pretty bad, too. I mean, he got yeah, back I mean, up after it was over and it's, I was like, wow, how's he getting up after that shot? Actually, now I remember how he knocked 
he knocked him out with an elbow, right? That's what the yes. first one was. It looked it because it was so fast, and usually, <laughs> like uh, I, I would say, el uh, like hooking elbows are so fast, people think that oh, it was just a punch, like a yeah. right, like a right hook, but it wasn't. It was he was he he knew he was going to throw an elbow. And it was just so perfectly placed and timed the way the footwork was in order to kind of come around. I mean, Bones Jones is pretty good at, at doing that. I think that this guy might even be better the way he threw his hook. I mean, Bones Jones, he actually is good at throwing a, an, like a jabbing elbow, like yeah, the way he throws it. Side and, does, and then he does a spinning one and then he does an upper, upper cut one. Right. He's, yeah, he's this, this guy goes. definitely trained it. Yeah, this guy. I, threw, even, I thought it was a punch until I, I saw the. Uh, so did I. It was so it was like, Oh, and then when Jeremy got up and he was looking like he was kind of normal, I'm like, how does this guy have all those teeth? I yeah, mean, he's definitely got to have some loose teeth from that. That was some they, shot. You know. They were. I. You know what? Uh, there was a fight recently. The. Uh, it's not UFC 249, but it was the Smith, um, Textara. Um, yeah, that's that one. Yeah, that was pretty good too. But I think that there might have been a, a tooth issue with Anthony Smith in that one, but that's for another, a, a later date. But yeah, as far as, um, <laughs> yeah, well, when we got more time, but yeah. I was uh, I was just very very impressed with the uh, the the speed, the accuracy, the footwork, um, and the 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 tools that uh, Calvin had in order to meet Anthony Stevens head on and take him out. Um, yep. I, it just, there's not many people that want to stand in front of that guy because he's, you know, the, the power that he has. And this guy delivered. Uh, he, he just took him out. He took him out of his game. I mean, that's why Anthony Stevens is strong. So, you know, as a lightweight, um, I'm sorry, not as a lightweight. He's a featherweight, right? Yeah, as a, that was a featherweight, but yeah. <laughs> as a featherweight, you know, there's not many people that want to stand with Anthony Stevens and, you know, and much less feel comfortable and yeah. then knock him out. You know, like that's that sets a tone right there. He he made a statement like I can take you out on the feet if I want to. I mean, there's not many people that can do that. To Anthony. Yeah. So, yeah, that was good. I, I enjoyed it. I, I absolutely enjoyed it. I feel that they were uh, just a. Uh, a bunch of good fights that night. I was very, I was very impressed. Uh, very happy that, um, you know, there wasn't much on the ground that night. And I, and I love the ground. I know that, you know, you got your brown belt. You know, I, I trained with you for much of the time. I'm not high level, but I, I feel uh, that I know the ground. And I feel that I'm surprised that there wasn't, you know, much more where people might have chose to, to take someone down, but a lot of these fighters were, I would say, but actually, no, I have to take that back. I mean, Anthony Gaethje at any time he could have took uh, Tony to the ground, but maybe he felt like, you know what, what I'm doing on, on the feet is working yeah. and I wouldn't want Tony to get a rest or I wouldn't yeah. want him, you know, because I feel that Tony's jiu-jitsu, a lot of good people, uh, people who know the ground well, they say that he is, amazing on the ground so yeah. why if you're um why if you're gaichi why take it to, i feel he's a great wrestler but you know why take that chance if you if something is working you know five to three on 
you know, in your favor on the feet, then, you know, why go 50, 50 on the ground? You know, that's, so I think that's why he chose, uh, you know, that route. Yeah, I agree. Well, Zane, I think we're a little bit out of time here. Uh, it was great having you back. I'll see you probably in a week or two when we'll do another uh, UFC recap or maybe we do fight picks next time or fight picks of one and recap of another. All right? That might uh, be fun. I appreciate it. Yep, yep. All right, man. Uh, we'll, have you, we'll talk later. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. I appreciate having you on the show. All right, guys. We'll be back after this break. Hi everyone, this is Mark the Shark Retorta, sending a message to all the fans out there. If you enjoy this podcast, please help support it by making a small donation. It could be anywhere from a dollar, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine. It could even be a monthly donation. Any amount is appreciated. To donate to this money to this podcast, go to www. That mark the shark MMA show.com. Again, that's www.markthesharkmmashow.com. Marcus Sander was a normal family man till he was captured by the Nazis, imprisoned and tortured. His only means of survival was to become a vampire. Now, his only fear is on how to keep his daughter safe, but not only from the Nazis, but from the creatures of the Dark World. Marcus the Vampire, the first book in the Dark World Chronicle series, now available at www.retortofamilybooks.com and on Amazon.com. Get it now. Hi everyone, just want to make a note to all the fans that are listening to this podcast, we appreciate any donation you can make to keep this podcast up and running, no matter how small, anyway from a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. To make a donation, all you have to do is go to my website, www.markthesharkmmashow, and click on the donation button on the first page. It's that easy. Again, it's www.markthesharkmmashow.com. This is to all you parents out there. Are you looking for a great book for your child to read? Well, look no further. Christina Retorto has done it again by putting out a sequel to her first book in the Invisible Girl series. The sequel is called A Little Bit Louder. Get it now at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com or RetortoFamilyBooks.com. Again, the book is called A Little Bit Louder, written by Christina Retorto. All right, guys, this is Mark the Shark Retorto, letting you know that you can visit my website, www.MarkTheSharkMMAShow.com. You can get our podcast episodes on there, and you can also shop the swag. Get your hoodies, get your t-shirts, get your hats. It's all on there for both men and women. We do not discriminate. Go out there and check it out.
www.marktheshark.mmashow.com. All right, guys. You can keep up to date and see what's going to happen with the show by following us on our social media pages. You can follow us on Facebook at Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark with a C and not a K. And that's on Twitter at Mark BJJ Fighter. Again, that's Mark with a C and not a K. And of course on Instagram at Mark underscore Retorto. That's Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Retorto. R-I-T-O-R-T-O. Keep up to date and follow us. Hey, what's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. All right, guys. This is Mark the Shark, and I got some great news. If you subscribe to my email list on my website, I will email you a promo code that will allow you to save 20% on any MMA gear or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gear put out by Hypnotic. All you have to do is go to www.marktheshark.mmashow.com, and that is Mark with a C and not a K, and subscribe to my email list. Go ahead and subscribe today. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web at www.marktheshark.mmashow.com where we sell t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want. Check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website. Sign up. Take advantage of the wild range growth of the sport of MMA and be have your business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week worldwide from everywhere. Check it out. www.marktheshark.mmashow.com What's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show and browse the unmasked selection of audio programs. Download a trial for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash MMA show. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original shows, news, comedy, and more from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And if you need a book suggestion, I have two. One is called I Am a Survivor by Christina Ritorto. And the other one is written by me, Mark Retorto, called The Cabal. The saga begins. 
Monica from A Little Bit of Everything with Me podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate to his podcast for more amazing episodes. All right, guys, we're at the end of our show. This is Mark Retorto. I'm signing off. And don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page. It's called The Mark the Shark MMA Show. And it's Mark with a C and not a K. And also, feel free to leave us messages by using the Anchor app. And also, don't forget, if you look in the mood for a good action thriller book, to buy my book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. It's available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. And if you need a good book for your kid, get the I Am Survivor book. Or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter, Christina Retorto, also available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you. <laughs>